0: All
1: right. We are back. It's been a long time. It's been a minute. So we're going to talk about what's going on in Russia with this mass shooting live. Hard Talk Radio live in 4K. Let's go.
2: were shot. A majority of the victims who were killed or injured have been identified as minors. Investigators have identified the shooter as Artyom Kazanser, a 34-year-old local resident who was also a graduate from the same school. The investigative committee says suspicions of his adherence to neo-Nazi views and Nazi ideology are being checked as the shooter was found wearing a black t-shirt with Nazi symbols the attacker's motive for the mass school shooting still remains unclear. Russian President Vladimir Putin has denounced the shooting, terming it an inhuman terror attack and expressed condolences to the victim's families. The head of the Republic also made an announcement after the shooting.
3: Today in Udmurtia, there has been a tragedy in Izhevsk at School 88. A person, yet to be identified, entered the school, killed a guard. That is already confirmed. There are casualties among the children, wounded as well. The evacuation is almost over. According to my information, he shot himself. But we will confirm this later with the FSB and the health department. Currently, the whole perimeter is locked down. The Russian National Guard, FSB and investigators are working at the site. That's all for now.
2: Authorities have declared a period of mourning in the region, which will
1: last until Thursday. This is very sad. Um, you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these kids. I mean, mental illness, loneliness, all of that. You know, all of that is not like an isolated thing. <clears throat> Okay, and these kids are hurting. These kids need uh, they need guidance, and going to you know look for Nazis to help them with that Nazi ideology is not going to help. It's going to hurt. Okay, and this ideology is poisonous okay and it's it, it's harmful and it's spreading and sad to say you have people who think that it's it's a good thing okay sad to say you'll you'll see these types of people okay and i'm going to show you that now Here we go. This is a woman from Ukraine, and she thinks this is what she thinks about it.
4: это вот
5: вы просто о себе опять рассказываете, да?
1: No, Yesik, it's not Ukraine. Yesik is Russia, not in Ukraine not in a Ukraine children were shot today, but in a Russian one.
6: And
5: you
1: are happy with the fact that children, with the fact of the children's mass shooting. Yes, I am very happy because in 10 years they will grow up and will go to war with somebody again those russian scumbags that's why the sooner they are liquidated at a young age this is what's coming from you know this is what's coming from ukrainians okay and these are the same people that you know (coughs) have nazis in their backyard they are for they are pro-nazi their military is nazi they have um white supremacists running from other countries because they committed hate crimes in other countries okay where are they getting this nazi where did that child get that nazi information from probably got it from ukraine okay let's keep going if it was ukrainian children she would feel different this is sad these are kids a kid a child killing killing other children this is how she thinks and she will want help want her government to ask for help from the u.s government the less is the chance of that russia will fight with neighboring countries come again what
7: i'm
0: not hiding
1: anything oh hold on let me rewind that a bit all right hold on okay let them speak, they'll say everything about themselves. Yeah, this is basically a Russian saying, let the Ukrainians speak, they'll, they will tell you about themselves.
6: <t động sounds> so
1: I'm not personally not hiding anything. <t Sehr straight> you're not, others are hypocritically hiding. They're hiding their Nazi views, and you're not.
8: <makes> no, I
1: I don't see anything Nazi in here. What does Nazi views even mean? Ah, they're hiding it. Ukrainians hide their Nazi views. Okay, let's keep going. What does Nazi even mean? And that reminds me of uh, Elon Musk. You can't trust Elon Musk because he says Nazi is not what you think it means. So he's a Nazi sympathizer. A lot of things are turning around in this country that, are, that people who are in power are revealing themselves, and it's very scary. Extremely scary.
8: Me, no, just...
1: Now you are pretending to be stupid. That's what this person is saying. <inaudible> Ukrainian human rights abuses. Okay. I'll find more on that channel. Okay. Now there's more. Okay. And this is why they the Ukrainians hate him so much. Hate this guy. This poor guy right here who lost his uh, daughter in a car bombing. This guy right here. They hate him a lot, and this is why. Professor Edward Dutton. Okay. Professor Edward Dutton. He's talking to this guy. This guy is what they would say is Putin's brain. Let's go. Yes, are
0: you there? Hello?
8: Yes, yes. I sure.
0: hear uh, you. All right, Hi. okay. I, I, I'll better I'll be quick. So, um um Baltic Ways, if,
5: if
3: a group of blacks move to Russia, learn Russian, become Orthodox, and say they are Russian, would you accept them as Russian? Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Russian
0: is the uh, is the is about heart, not about the skin. About the center,
3: not about...
1: That's why I like Russia. That's why I like Russia. Okay? That's why I like them. I don't like the fact of a war going on. I don't like the fact that the ugly things that happen in war. I don't like the fact that people are getting killed on both sides. Okay? But I like Russia because I could possibly go there and not be judged by the color of my skin, but by the content of my character. And they mean it. They mean it. God forbid I commit a crime. I I will be judged because I was a lawbreaker. Okay? Or if I try to excel in Russia, they'll accept me of my character. They don't have to like me. Okay? But they will respect me. Because I myself to have good character and i could be a productive member of their society Oh, surface.
3: i see and fine uh,
0: fi- let's hear that again
9: hello, hello? yes yes I, I hear you.
5: Uh, all right okay I, I, i'll i'll be quick so um um baltic ways if, if a group of blacks move to russia Learn Russian, become Orthodox, and say they are Russian. Would you accept them as Russian? Yes, exactly, absolutely,
3: absolutely. The Russian uh, is the uh, is the
0: uh, is, is about heart, not about the skin, about the center, not about
3: surface. I see. And finally,
1: uh... hear that it's about heart, not the not the surface. Let's go on to the next one. Oh, this one about Joe Biden and his and his wife, Jill Biden. They look like mega church pastors who never opened a Bible and they're trying to get my money. <laughs> Tweet. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, right here, let's take a look at this right here, okay? Russian States TV says it has discovered an organization of alphabets in a building in Maripol where Ukrainian nationalist battalions had been based. It was apparently funded by the USAID and virtually under the patronage of the U S president and Congress. As you can see, there's a behalf sign here. Okay. And um, we already know that our government is basically run by devil worshipers. This is plain. It's painfully honest, uh, obvious now. Okay. Ukrainians, the, the, they basically are for the Nazis. The Nazis were devil worshippers. Hitler was a devil worshipper. He sacrificed the Jews, um, for to, as a sacrifice to Satan. You can look into it yourself and you see who the the you know what was the inspiration for Hitler to burn Jews and what he did with their ashes and he did horrible things. But this was because he was satanic. Let's keep going. Oh, I can't show that. It, that that was pretty brutal. Okay, where else was I gonna say it? And this is here where they have chants in New York City. Okay, chance of support for the controversial Azov Battalion breakout at, at a pro Ukraine rally in Lower Manhattan. Attendees chant Azovs. Azov is white supremacy. Okay. There's uh, something here I wanted to show. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, let's see this. Here we go. <laughs>
0: Для
8: нас европейцев это президент,
5: ну, самый главный, у нас самый главный что мы скоро вступим
4: Пока естественно, на Oh, check this out. Oh, oh,
0: whoa,
1: whoa,
5: whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: We will join NATO soon as American henchmen, of course. As American henchmen. Did you hear that he said? As American henchmen. You'll be doing the the, uh, the the dirty work of American government. If you can, please send me Hitler's book, Mein Kampf. He wants to read Hitler's book. This is who American government helping for eight years for 8 years they've been helping these people these animals. He ain't
8: playing. He ain't
1: playing. That's what he that's what he's about. Okay, that's what he's about. All right. Something else I want to show you. Okay. This right here. This right here. I'm going to show you. You ready for it? You ready? Here here, here we go. Here we go. Absolutely scary. Azov delegation visits the U.S. That's right. Nazis come to America. Half a dozen representatives of the neo-Nazi led Azov battalion movement in Ukraine are currently visiting the United States, taking meetings in Washington and reaching out to Ukrainian Americans. There are veterans of the far-right Azov Regiment, who held out for numerous weeks in the besieged azov Stahl steel plant in Maripol. They're trying to build up morale. Among them is Grigory Kapolshusgli, a co-founder of the Azov Regiment and a leader of its Yevhen Konovalets military school. Named for the founder of the fascistic organization of Ukrainian nationalists, according to the to journalist Leonard Ragozin, the school functioned outside Ukraine's system of military education. One of the many reasons to suspect that the Azov was highly autonomous and never truly integrated into the armed forces. The Azov veterans were accompanied by two wives and a mother of POWs from Azovstal, including Katrina Propopenko who is married to the just-freed far-right Azov Regiment Commander, Dennis Prokopenko, according to the U.S.-funded radio, Silvobada, The Georgia-born Kupar Vasily mentored Prokopenko. The three women represented the Azov Stalls Defenders Family Association, led by Katerina Popekinko. This is crazy. The group first made an impromptu appearance at the Ukrainian-American Cultural Center of New Jersey, the UACCNJ, in Whippany on Saturday, September 17th, the last-minute event thrown together the day before promised to dispel the Russian and prop that the Ezov Regiment is Nazi. The UACCNJ warned Facebook followers, we are not recommending that you bring young children, but the audience appears to be mostly consisted of children from its Saturday school. They're trying to indoctrinate. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to indoctrinate. They're trying to bring Nazi morale. They're trying to have Nazis look good in the eyes of America. Mainly white America. This is what they're doing, man. This is what they are doing. It is insane. Okay? According to Michael Harek, the New Jersey Department Commander of the Ukrainian-American Veterans, UAV, his organization invited Azov to visit the United States to spread their story about holding out in Maripol. They're trying to look like heroes. They were not heroes. Okay, the Russians had them there like little girls holding out there to the point where they had to eat their dogs. He claimed the delegation would be giving testimony to Congress and the United Nations. The Defense Ministry of Ukraine tweeted that they should. Walter Kobosink, the past commander of the UAV post-17 in Passaic, New Jersey, exchanged Azov's signature salute with former POW, their fists held tight across their chest. Leonard Ragazin has described this making from the heart to the sun gesture as so cryptophastic substitute for the Sieg Heil. Yeah, they modified the, the Heil Hitler. In Washington, D.C., the Azov delegation met with North American leader of the International Committee of the Red Cross. The Red Cross. At least a few members of the Congress, Representative Pete um, Sessions, Republican of Texas, Senator Todd Young, Republican of Indiana, and Senator Rick Scott, Republican of Florida. Presumably, there were more activity that didn't result in a tweet or online article. Hmm. Looks like I won't be voting Republican as much as I won't be voting Democrat. On Saturday, September 24th, the delegation will be speaking at a Ukrainian church in a suburb of Detroit. A digital flyer for the event contains the QR code that directs visitors to support, a- support Azov, the extremist movement new charity project, which is managed by the far-right former member of the parliament who once described Vladimir Zelensky as a franchise of George Soros. The Detroit area event appears to have been organized by Sasha Tachinko, who co-founded the local group? Wow, wow! Might as well say hail Hydra. United States might as well. Might, the United States government might as well be for Adolf Hitler now. The Detroit area event appears to have been organized by Sasha Tachenko, who co-founded the local group United Support for Ukraine. The latter is an official partner of the Support Azov, according to its website, which also says our volunteer community is one of the most close-knit as azov is first and foremost a brotherhood of ideological close people The group donated four trucks to the azov regiment last month this is disgusting this is white supremacy right on display support azov has also partnered with ukrainian american charities based in pennsylvania and illinois it remains to be seen how much longer the delegation will remain in the united states The week long trip may signal a decision by the neo-Nazi leadership of the Exile movement to step up its outreach efforts in the U S don't be surprised if they start joining the police departments. Don't be surprised if they start being in your schools, being your teachers. Don't be surprised if they are now going to be in Congress making laws. Okay. Blacks are going to feel it in a few years. That's what's going to happen. That is, I assure you, that is what's going to happen. All right. Next story.
9: All right. Let's see. Um, Okay.
1: Here we go.
0: All right, here we
3: go, here we go, here we go.
1: No, I don't want to do that story right yet. Hold on a minute. What story I want to do? Hold on a minute. Yeah, hold up. Yep, this is the one I want to do. Yep, I want to do this one. This is the one I want to do. Here
2: we go. You will only get on channel two tonight from the girlfriend of a man sentenced to 10 years in prison today. She was there as he shot and killed a 17 year old in Statesboro. And now his legal team is planning an appeal. They say he acted in self-defense. Channel 2's Justin Carter is live in downtown Atlanta for us. And Justin, the woman today told you people in the other car almost ran them
5: off the road. Wendy, that's right. Yeah, she says that Wilson was only trying to protect them, that she was simply heartbroken when a judge came down with that sentence today, though she says she'll continue to fight for justice in this case. Torture. It It was torture. Emma Rigdon has been under a gag order until now. She spoke exclusively to Channel 2 Action News just hours after a judge in Statesboro gave her boyfriend, Mark Wilson, the max, 10 years in prison for involuntary manslaughter. A jury found him not guilty of the more serious felony murder and aggravated assault charges. I wish more than anything I could have just hugged him one last time. It was a late night, June 2020. Richard says that she and Wilson went to a Taco Bell to get some food she says a group of white teenagers approached wilson outside the restaurant while she sat in the car that his life didn't matter they called me an in lover she says the group then followed them down the georgia bypass so they started swerving into our lane we're on the rumble strip. and so that's when mark shot a warning shot to say hey leave us alone we don't want any trouble she says they heard loud bangs and wilson fired
0: another shot it killed 17 year old haley hutchinson Prose- if they weren't
1: being racist animals, this wouldn't have happened. I covered this story before, and basically, the judge put her on a gag order. That those teens had connections with the with the the police department. This is all racism. He was Marcus was railroaded. The minute you know, just let they should you know if they had let him you know. The minute he is home. Wait till those cops go away, pack your stuff, and get go to Mexico. And after that, you find somewhere else to go in another country. That's what I would have done. Knowing how racist it is in Statesboro, Georgia.
5: that what Wilson did was a crime, and that he did not need to fire his weapon that night. I blame the driver of that truck because
1: of- they were trying to run him off the road. Calling them racial slurs. And that young teenager who was with them, okay, she shouldn't be hanging out with racists. If she wasn't hanging out with racist people, she would be alive today. He
5: would not have done what he did if he did not start everything. We would not be here. Haley would still be alive. Wilson's family and lawyers, though, say that the case has revealed a racial double standard for standard ground laws in Georgia fight for a new trial.
7: Yes it's emotionally draining but we're not done fighting
5: and we're not backing down.
7: Tell two's Justin Carter back out live with us. Justin you mentioned just there the stand your ground law came up in court.
5: Yeah, Wendy, and there was an immunity hearing, according to defense attorneys, and the judge denied it because uh, defense attorneys say that the bullet went through the back windshield of that car. Now, Wilson's lawyer also says that he just simply shot at that car because he was afraid of getting run off the road and possibly getting injured, but he will get uh, credit for time served. He's going to serve
7: just under seven years in prison, Wendy. All right, just an unfortunate situation all around there, just.
1: He shouldn't be serving at all. He should not be serving at all. That's what, it, th- this is This disgusting, man. They People need to start a GoFundMe count for this guy. Start a GoFundMe count from Mr. Mark Wilson. Because if it was the reverse, and if it was a white man firing at a truck of black teens that were calling that wh- a white man racial slurs with his black girlfriend, he would have gotten not guilty. That's how it is in America. All right. Let's get into this situation with Philadelphia
0: now.
10: Yesterday, at approximately 4.41 p.m., officers from the 5th Police District responded to a report of gunshots in the area of Roxborough High School on the 47th block of Beach Street. On arrival, officers located.
1: This is dealing with the mass shooting, uh, deadly shooting outside of Roxborough High School in Philadelphia.
10: Four shooting victims lying on the sidewalk. The 5th shooting victim was subsequently located a short time later, bringing it to a total of five shooting victims. All the shooting victims, including the decedent, are juvenile's, and we are respectfully withholding their identities at this time. All the victims were transported to area trauma centers by Philadelphia Fire Department medics and police personnel. All but the decedent were treated for their injuries and placed in stable condition. The decedent, however, suffered a fatal gunshot wound to his chest, he succumbed to his injuries, was pronounced at Albert Einstein Medical Center at 5.09 p.m. He was only 14 years old. The other shooting victims ranged in age from 14 to 17 years old. Four of the five shooting victims, including the decedent, were members of Roxborough High School's football team. Recovered video surveillance captured the shooting incident in its entirety. A light-colored Ford Explorer SUV is observed parking on the southeast corner in gate streets several minutes prior to the shooting. As the victims are walking by on the opposite side of the street on their way to the locker room, five individuals are observed exiting the SUV and immediately opening fire. Following the initial barrage of gunfire, four of the five shooters are observed returning to the suspect SUV. A fifth shooter continues to pursue one of the shooting victims, shooting at him as both are running down Peach Street. The victim is ultimately struck by one of the offender's bullets, and he collapses on the sidewalk. The shooter runs up to the victim as he lay helpless on the ground, stands over top of him, and continues firing. The only thing that stopped this individual from firing is that he apparently had run out of bullets, and his slide had locked to the rear. Uh, at this time, we're going to
3: we're going to show the... Um, I
10: As you can see from the recovered video surveillance, but most, if not all, the offenders appear to be juveniles themselves. Nonetheless, they are obviously very dangerous individuals, and the need is great to have them identified and taken off the streets as quickly as possible. It's for this reason that I'm asking for the public's help to assist us in identifying the individuals responsible.
1: Unfortunately, with this, uh, you'll have these gangs intimidate these people, have them too afraid to talk. Because unfortunately, in some some parts of the community, they will have uh, uh, no snitching code. And it will terrorize uh, some of these people to speak out. All right. That's what will happen. Okay. And um, Philadelphia, I I don't know what's going on going out with, with Philadelphia. All these liberal cities have so much high crime. It's ridiculous. And. You're not willing to do anything about it at all, <clears throat> not one bit, not any serious attempts. And the only thing that could be done is for people to leave those cities. I'm going to take a little trip back with to Russia, and we're going to talk about President Putin and what he is doing with pertaining to Mr. Snowden. Let's get into that.
6: Keeping our focus on Russia, the country grants citizenship to U.S. whistleblower Edward Snowden, who exposed massive surveillance by the U.S. National Security Agency on Americans and then sought refuge in Russia. A presidential decree published on Monday had Snowden's name on a newly minted Russian citizens list. Kremlin spokesperson Dmitry Peskov said that Snowden had requested for Russian citizenship back in 2020 to make it easier for his American wife, Lindsay Mills, to travel back and forth. The move comes at a time when relations between Washington and Moscow are at historic low. Snowden, former American intelligence contractor, took to Twitter and said, after two years of waiting and nearly 10 years of exile, a little stability will make a difference for my family. End of quote. However, he also said that he wanted to keep his U.S. nationality. Snowden had leaked secret documents to media outlets back in 2013, revealing that the NSA was collecting massive amounts of communication metadata and also other information on US citizens in violation of their constitutional right to privacy. The expose of NSA's secret spying program led to laws and regulations forbidding that activity. After revealing those secrets, Snowden sought refuge in Russia.
10: I did not seek to enrich myself. I did not seek to sell U.S. secrets. I did not partner with any foreign government to guarantee my safety. I announced today my former acceptance of all offers of support or asylum. that I have been extended and all others that may be offered in the future.
6: After Snowden sought refuge in Russia, the U.S. Justice Department filed a criminal complaint with three felony charges against Snowden, theft of government property, disclosing crucial U.S. defense information, and providing classified materials to unauthorized persons. U.S. State Department spokesperson Ned Price said that he is not aware of any change in Snowden's citizenship status. Chris, you
3: are concerned? He remains an American citizen, so he's now a dual U.S. Our our
0: position
9: has not changed. Mr. Snowden should return to the United States, where he uh, should face justice as any other American citizen.
1: No, you want to kill him because he blew up your spot. You're just the American government is no better than any communist government. That's what we're seeing now: invading people's privacy to the point that something had to be done about it. Okay. And you're seeing what's happening now. Our country is slowly turning into a fascist state. Okay. Do I agree with what Snowden did? No, I don't. Because there are some ramifications with that as well. However, our government has been crooked for a very long time and has caused a lot of pain, death and destruction and has created its own ev- enemies in which regular common citizens like you and me suffered and paid the price. So that's how I see it when it comes to that. All right. All right. Um, We're going to go over to um, talking with about the governor Youngkin and what he had to say about these new uh, alphabet transformer policies. Let's get into that right now.
6: From the great state of Virginia, thank, thank you. you for coming in.
11: Thank you for having me this morning. And, and listen, I'm we're right here all walking with everyone in Florida. Governor DeSantis and his team are doing a great job to get ready for what is a very dangerous storm and so I just encourage everybody to heed his words, hunker down and get ready for a tough time. I will say they have the best professionals in the world dealing with with hurricanes. Um, I've been pleased to be able to send some of our teams from Virginia down. We have an incident response team that's been deployed. Um, this is going to be an all hands on deck kind of moment, and we should continue to lift up everyone in Florida in our prayers. I know you've been briefed uh, going into this. It's eventually going to go up the coast of Virginia. While you were listening to Governor DeSantis and seeing the facts and the updates, even from Janice, what strikes you as different from how you were briefed yesterday? Well, I think the storm has intensified materially and, in for- and it's changed course. And so as We see the storm now tracking over uh, the course of the day to hit land and come across central Florida and then come back up Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina and into Virginia. Um, We in Virginia have to prepare for heavy, heavy rains in central and southwest Virginia and coastal flooding. And so we've got to also get ready ourselves. Uh, This morning we had an important call to get ready for that. But right now we're really focused on Florida and uh, making sure that uh, they have all the resources they need. And again, I think they're extremely well-prepared. Governor DeSantis is really uh, a great leader, and I look forward to uh, helping them any way we can over the course of the next
10: few days. There is other news here this morning. Your students in your state staging a walkout to protest your state policies for transgender
5: students in public schools. Do these kids not understand that these policies are in place to allow their parents to keep them protected, to protect
11: these very kids? Yeah, this is a this is a moment for all of us to step back and actually assess and fully understand what these draft policies are about. Um, we first want to love every kid and we want to make sure that we're protecting their dignity and their privacy and their safety. And, and the difference in what our policies are really focused on is indeed bringing parents fully in. My,
1: um I'm for this because there is a, a what is it a over 90% self deletion rate I have to be careful how I use my words there's a 90% self deletion rate when people try to transform or transition I'll put it that way transition and they don't talk about that and the doctors who try to talk these kids or adults out of the transitioning risk losing their license so they really, you know, these kids don't understand what is really the problem here is mental health. It is it it is a mental health dysphoria that these people suffer from. Okay? And that's what's not being addressed cuz these people don't care, all right? There are children's hospitals that are performing hysterectomies and vasectomies on minors. And when the story came out, people weren't mad about this horror happening. They were mad that people found out. Okay? I practically listened to a call of a woman talking about it and um, talking to a receptionist about this type of procedures being done on minors, even as young as an infant. Okay? And they're just carrying on like it's nothing. All right? This is extreme genocide towards a a child's future, okay? And it is sad that the left is perfectly okay with this. And when, you know, people are trying to put the power back into the parents' hands, you know, what I don't understand is why don't the parents just homeschool?
11: predecessor uh, issued policies that in fact excluded parents. And I don't think that's correct. And Virginia voters spoke loudly about that last year. And so the draft policies, which are up for 30 days of comment, are f- are fully focused on bringing parents into that discussion as a primary decision maker, not to exclude a trusted teacher or a trusted advisor or counselor, but to recognize that these most important decisions must involve parents. And, and this is a moment for us to also recognize that that our families are so important. The, the children don't belong to the state. They belong to families. And so as, as uh, children are dealing with uh, important topics, parents have to be at the center, and that's what these policies are all about. So, go- on
1: one minute.
7: <sighs> so Governor, when it comes to these policies, what, it, what does it say about the bathrooms, about pronouns, about... The names that they were born, or they were given at birth, and what does it say about sports?
11: Well, for, first of all, it, parents have to be engaged, and if a parent is fully engaged in their in their child's life, and in fact authorizes a change in a name or pronoun or bathroom use, then that accommodations will be made for that student. Um, we've taken a, a further step to say that in sports that are actually segregated by sex, they're going to be segregated by biological sex, and I think it's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Biological boys shouldn't be playing sports with biological girls. Uh, It's just not fair. It's not fair to the girls. It's not fair to the girls. And so at the end of the day, I think we've taken a very common sense approach here, but also fully respecting the dignity of all kids and families. And uh, I just ask for folks to read them before they comment. I do find that a lot of people um, immediately uh, react to headlines. And at the end of the day, uh, we're trying to love and respect and bring in families together in these most important decisions. So a couple of things. Now, are you surprised that kids, the indoctrination already started, it seems, to have a walkout started by these kids as if uh, having girls play against boys uh, is...
1: Okay. I guess these people are okay with their children... Uh, having scholarship opportunities stolen from them because some dude wanted to be a woman and now he's just beating them all in track and field. And now those girls who are cisgendered can't get, can't get a leg up in society because her um, transformer counterpart is taking all, taking away her opportunities. Yeah. But people want to be woke. Okay,
11: and pronouns got to be are somehow already intertwined in the curriculum. So you have to undo and bring, give parents back the power to make their decisions. And if they decide, I think it's a great idea for transgender athletes to play with girls. And I think it's a great idea to change pronouns. They can make that decision. Well, I, for, first of all, to begin with... Uh, we are, we are having to correct, I think, a big mistake, which was previous policies that excluded parents from these decisions. And so that is a change, and I think it's an important one to make. Kids want to be in charge still. Yeah, yeah and, and kids need their parents. I mean, I actually believe that children should have a right to have their children, what their, do their do in parents. A situation involved.
7: if they're too scared to tell their parents because their parents
11: will be against it? Well, I think they need to trust their parents. And, and this is a moment where, as you know more than ever, Parents love their children. They love them from before they were born. And uh, I have asked students to trust their parents. And uh, this is a moment also where, where good counseling and, and a good teacher relationship can help engage with parents. Um, this is a team, but parents have to be at the center of it. I also believe that this is a moment for us to step back and recognize that, that the moment that we begin to push parents out of families out of decisions around right. Virginia, whether they wear masks or not, or whether the materials are appropriate for school or, or in these most important decisions in their children's lives. I think we have been, all of a sudden taken a step so far out of bounds of what the family dynamics must be where parents deeply engaged in their kids' lives. This is a moment for us to step back and I think right or wrong, that it, the wrong was to exclude parents from these decisions. So it's
7: basically saying you can be whatever you want, but your parents will be involved.
11: Your parents will be involved. Okay. And if your parents, in fact, acknowledge and support an accommodation for you then the accommodation shall be made but at the end of the day it is clear that parents have to be engaged kids can't make these decisions you're not going to change because the kids walked out yesterday no No, and 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 i so respect the 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 first amendment right that's being exhibited here Um, we have uh, over a million students in virginia and uh, and i'm really encouraged by the fact that as i have spoken with parents students all over the commonwealth uh, and of course we get feedback on this there is there is a clear recognition that parents must be engaged. And oh, by the way, last year in November, parents spoke loudly.
7: Governor, when will you announce whether or not you're running for president?
11: (laughs) I'm so humbled by this constant discussion. I am so focused on 2022. I want to be the best best Virginia governor that I possibly can. I have had a great opportunity to help congressional races in Virginia. We've got some great candidates, uh, Jen.
1: when they mentioned the presidency I was ready like okay yeah yeah he's he's going to be a puppet i mean if you minute to enter politics you have to be a slave to your donors okay whoever is the one offering the most to a senator a politician is the one that gets the ear of that politician and the one that will be able to move that politician to do what they want that politician to do, okay? Presidents are not elected. They are selected. I truly believe that. Sorry, I don't believe in voting actually changes things. It's just, I don't. Maybe on the lower government level, level, but not when it's, you know, presidential. I don't see it that way. All right, for time constraint, I gotta go on to the next story. I got things to do. All right. So let's check out this story right here about um, U.S. Navy confirmed about the U.S. Navy shooting down TWA 800. Let's let's check that story out. All right. It's nice knowing you guys. If uh, things do not go well with my channel after this. Confirm U.S. Navy shot down TWA 800-1996. Families file suit. Let's get into it. Fair use.
9: Hey everybody, Alex Newman here with Conversations That Matter. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Today we have a very special guest. His name is Jack Cashel. He is uh, an investigative reporter. He's written a huge number of books. He has done uh, a lot of great journalism for a lot of great publications and continues to do that. Uh, a very prolific writer Uh, in uh, New York. It's um, 898 by Regnery. It's called uh, TWA 800, the crash to cover up the conspiracy, which uh, according to Wikipedia might make him a conspiracy theorist. But uh, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, there's been some new information, some whistleblowers who have come out about TWA Flight 800, and uh, it seems like it confirms your reporting and your thesis. Uh, Tell us what actually happened to this flight. Well, you know, the flight left JFK in New York at 8.19 p.m. on a nice uh, July evening in
4: 1996. Got 12 minutes uh, along the Southern Coast of Long Island, which is a very Heavily frequented coast, a lot of people out on the beaches, on their, on their decks, whatever. And uh, about 250 of them saw a missile fly up and hit the plane and blow it up, missile or missiles. And uh, the real, you know, the last time I was on, now, talked about a missile came forward. I think a more promising development is the lawsuit recently launched by the family members. About a dozen family members uh, through the uh, incredible unstinting work of a physicist, researcher, uh, Tom Stalker, who's been working on this project literally for the last 25 years. And uh, in 2015, he and uh, Christina Borgeson who had been a CBS producer before she got involved in Flight 800 and they fired her over it, put out a really excellent documentary. I I think it was just called Tina Gray Flight 800. Worth watching if you could find it. But uh, the lawsuit, uh and what stalker did and he's a very sharp technically oriented guy he has taken uh he's been F, you know freedom of information act using that FOIA, uh FOIA-ing the the authorities the near death you know, and he forced a hearing in massachusetts in which he got uh i was astonished at the sophistication and the uh, depth of the Information he was able to glean uh, through these FOIA requests, and he would, and he put that into the. He's you know he's, he's a Boston attorney who's filing the case, but it's really his work, and uh, uh, he gets really into the nuts and bolts of who's involved, and and, so, and it's okay. uh, it's pretty damning. So, for, for those who who aren't familiar with
9: a, a lot of this, Jack, uh, what, what do you think happened? to that flight, you mentioned a missile, uh, okay, who fired the missile? Why did they fire the missile? And why uh, was this not reported early on? Why was this covered up?
4: Well, you know, from uh, Stalkup's work, uh, for me eases the 5% uncertainty I had about who fired the missile. The U.S. Navy fired the missile. And it was the midst of an exercise. They had been doing a series of exercises along the uh, the uh, this off the coast of New Jersey and the south coast of Long Island. And the reason they were doing it is because only the place, the only place that had the computing power uh, to uh, initiate this new uh, radar system, very complex radar system that would be used among all the combatants in a battle group uh, was based in New Jersey. It was land based in New Jersey, so they'd be near, relatively close to it. Plus the whole thrust of the exercise, was to be able to uh, pick out an enemy oncoming enemy missile or or uh, let's say uh, an airplane, a hijacked airplane or an airplane that would a charter plane filled with explosives uh, in a crowded airspace because that's where it would be. I mean, they weren't going to attack, you know, if if Al Qaeda was going to attack, they weren't going to attack Utah, you know, Uh, they were going to attack New York or Washington. Uh, This was this exercise took place on uh, July 17, 1996, which was two days before the Atlanta Olympics. So there was a heightened alert. As THOLCA proved, there had been uh, continuous tests along that coast in the 10, 15, 20 days prior. I've seen the video from the July 12th test. And it's and you see uh, a drone go by, you see a missile go up, you see the drone blow up, you see it fall into the sea. It was recorded by a a couple guys testing out their new video camera. They wanted to get the sunrise off the coast of uh, Long Island, and that was entered into evidence. And that, through FOIA, they were able to obtain that. Uh, And it's, you know, it just tells you the story of what happened. What that does, though, Alex, is it it makes a hash out of the total Navy
1: denials. You know, um, when you look at this and, you know, it's going to be a conspiracy theory, but the problem is with conspiracy theories, they are now becoming slowly conspiracy facts, like 9 11. You know, with 9 11, that they say the plane, you know, crashed into the building, you know, and it wasn't an inside job. I don't know, because. Uh, The Saudis were able to lead the country and in most countries, when you have people that are more likely to be the enemy of the. uh, The state, you keep them for investigation. And the fact that, you know, with everything and they're saying that explosives were in the building and, you know, it was an excuse to go to war. To get resources, I believe it. I believe it, of any involvement. And the Navy wasn't denying it because it was their idea to deny it, although they would have probably, if they could get away with it. You know, run from the scene, pass out medals, classic way to
0: deal with military mistakes anywhere, you know. But uh, this was coming from the top. And I'm sure the message going to the rank and file, at least then a certain circle
4: had to know what was going on, was that this was top secret uh, if the enemy finds out that we uh, have a, this capability and it's imperfect and they, we render ourselves more vulnerable, national security, et cetera. But to me, the real reason was the same reason we had to cover up Benghazi uh, 10 years ago yesterday. And that was, we had a looming presidential election and the democratic candidate in power had to get reelected, and as we see now, uh, all much, much too clearly, they were not adverse to using uh, the tools of the deep state to uh, smooth the path to the White House, back to the White House. And So, Guy Jack. I was going to say, then they used, the FBI took over the investigation on day one, it was illegal, and the NDSB should have been in charge, National Transportation Safety Board but at least they did it publicly. What we found out through the various FOIA requests was that the CIA really took over the investigation from the FBI on big one, and they were really calling the shots. Uh, they were the ones who were keeping the FBI under their thumb. And, uh, you know, in the one, uh, one phrase in Stalkup's lawsuit that I took exception to was where he said, the FBI enlisted the help of the CIA. There was no enlisting there. That was, that was an imposition. At that time, in 1996, the FBI was a relatively straight shooting operation. The head of the investigation, Jim Calstrom, um, was the Trump supporter in 2016. And he hated the Clintons. So they must have brought um, some incredible pressure to bear on him. Or they, or they may have just worked around him. So the investigation was so compartmentalized, only a handful of people really knew what was going on.
9: Wow. so uh, so there's this lawsuit um is it too late for accountability should there be accountability what kind of accountability should there be i mean should somebody be going to jail over this should there be you know apologies and big payouts to the family members what would be an appropriate way to move
4: forward and is that possible well the first thing I, what the suit would ask for the damages for the family members i mean who've been you know it's not there was a payout you know airlines always pay out right away but but they can't what they can't compensate for the, is the 25 years of anguish these people went through, knowing that they were being lied to. Uh, that would be step one. As to who's still culpable, well, the Clintons are still around. <laughs> uh, Jim Kalstrom, the head of the FBI investigation, uh, died uh, just last year, and uh, I think I may have told you, but I talked to him just you know in 2016. I tried to get him to go, go public because he could turn the page. If he really wanted to stop Hillary Clinton, the best way to do it was to go public and go, come clean with
1: either grant and He didn't want to hear that at all. He was deep, deep, deep into denial. Uh, and the fact that the Clintons, um, they have a long history of deleting people who will bring out their dirty laundry. So there's that.
4: I would say also culpable. uh, You know, the the the, the CIA. This is really shocking. The whole agency should, I think, at this point, be disbanded. The fellow who masterminded the cover-up, and I know his name. I, I I don't need to share it right now. But after a bunch of years went by, he went public with his boasting about what he had done, how he had. Finesse the FBI into going along with him. He didn't use those terms, but, uh, and then they gave him a medal. They literally gave him a big medal for his work on CW 800. It's really shocking when you see it,
0: but who's truly culpable and where heads should roll, even retrospectively, is the New
4: York Times. Governments, our founding fathers knew, would
0: always go wrong. They'd always try to, you know, the people in power always try to keep power. Uh,
4: what they did not expect uh, was that Thomas Jefferson said a, a nation expects to be both, uh, what is the word? Free. Ignorant and, and free. Yeah. Uh, never existed. Never will. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, the New York Times owned that story. It was in its backyard. They swarmed it. They owned it. The FBI they only spoke to the New York Times. Access was so precious in the New York Times then, that they were willing to sabotage the, the whole the truth of the story. That was a, a New York Times end that had still a shred of credibility. It wasn't a, the New York Times, the Russian cushion hoax, which was they would not even have to ask; <laughs> they were just saying, "Hey, Bill needs to get reelected." You, come on, play ball, right? right? Then it took a little finesse.
1: Presidents are not a, are not uh, are not elected; they're selected. Then with Benghazi. Obama could have went clean and said he had nothing to do with what was going on. They made some stupid deal. It went bad. And you sent U.S. military men to die.
0: Hmm. You know, I
4: talked to a couple of Times reporters, you know, and they were they were very uneasy talking to me. And I was giving them information. And they were really uneasy about getting that. it. <laughs> <laughs>
9: surprise uh, That's part of the course for the New York times. Uh, Jack, we're out of time, but what's the best place for people to follow your work? Uh, I know you wrote a book on this some
4: years ago, but you also you're doing regular articles, I do, right? It. And I, I have, I'll have a new article on the, uh, on the smoke of lawsuit coming out in a few days. Uh, just go to com. All my articles are there. And uh, you can also get access to my books through that. So, but Alex, I appreciate what you're doing. You're doing keep the faith and uh, keep uh, I still think it's uh, possible to save this country uh, before we lose it
1: and- sorry this country is not going to be saved it's not it's too far deep the government's too far deep in it's uh, in what they're doing right now it's, it's straight up NWO new world order they cannot stop the brakes on this. They're too far deep. I just told I just went did a story about how they have Nazi white supremacist terrorists in Washington DC right now. Azov Battalion. Okay? You have Azov Bata- uh Azov Battalion supporters in Manhattan a couple of months ago shouting Azov Azov. You have Republicans supporting Azov Battalion. This country is way too deep. The government is way too deep. And if you try to even remotely try to shed light, I, I think you probably get snuffed out. If you're really a big-time public official, I think. But Not like some regular comment person like me and other YouTubers or other people with social media platforms that are sounding the alarm. That's how I see it. All right. Here's this other story right now to talk about. Who knows? Maybe it's both the Azov Battalion and these guys right here. Chinese police set up covert station in New York City. 31 others around the world get into that. The Chinese government has set up 32 police service stations around the world, including one in New York, to monitor and coerce Chinese nationals living abroad to return to China, according to a new report. The Spain-based human rights organization Safeguard Defenders recently published a report on these 32 unofficial Chinese police service stations operating around the world. The stations were established by the overseas Chinese police Office of the Fongzhao Public Security Bureau in China's Fujian province. Liu Rongyan, director of the Fongzhao Public Securities Bureau Overseas Police Operations, reportedly announced the launch of the first batch of 30 overseas service stations on January 22, 2022. The 30 stations are located in 25 cities in 21 different countries. The exact scope of the mission of these overseas Chinese police service stations is unclear but safeguard defenders researchers believe the officers work in conjunction with china's fox hunt operations china says its fox hunt operations are meant to convince chinese criminals to live abroad chinese criminals living abroad to return to china but they have been accused of targeting chinese dissidents and relying on threats and coercive behavior to get the dissidents to come back to china one common technique of the Foxon operations is to track down any family members of a target still living in China and threaten to imprison the family member living in China if the target doesn't return voluntarily. Rapidly emerging evidence points to the extensive online campaigns and the use of overseas police station, police service stations being used in these operations on five continents, often using local overseas home associations linked to the Chinese Communist Party's united front work the safeguard defenders report states the operations askew official bilateral police and judicial cooperation and violate the international rule of law may violate violate the territorial integrity of third countries involved in setting up a parallel policing mechanism using illegal methods the report states the police service station in new york is located at the address of chinatown American Military News called two different numbers associated with the address, but in both cases, the person on the other end of the line replied that they don't speak English and hung up. The U.S. Department did not immediately respond to an American Military News request comment on this matter. Okay. This is kind of weird. Okay. I mean, why would you do that? Why would you establish police stations... You know, in different countries to try and what bully people to come
0: back to China, it's not going to work. Okay,
1: very weird, very weird, and very strange. This sounds very much like North Korea, how they have the generation rule. If you escape North Korea and you got family in North Korea, they will try to. Torture and punish them for you leaving. Okay, that's what they do. They would jail them. Yeah, I, I think I remember it right. That's the generation rule with China, with the, uh, North Korea. But this, the Chinese government is very tyrannical. You know, very communist. I don't know, man. Life is going to be very strange as we move forward, okay, with this new world order. All right. Remember that story about this guy who was from Ukraine and he left his wife and kids? No, he wasn't from Ukraine. He left his wife and kids for a Ukrainian girl that they took in right i tell you man these people are just very uh <laughs> man they don't care man they don't care ukrainian women not all of them probably but <clears throat> they have no shame man absolutely no shame at all let's talk about it let's 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 talk about it okay Exclusive. She didn't. Uh, she didn't ask for none of this. Man who jilted mother of his two children for Ukrainian refugee apologized for the affair, but she rules out ever getting back with him, despite the new relationship breaking down. Age-old saying: the grass ain't always green on the other side. Lorna Garrett, twenty-eight, was spoken out for the first time since Tony left her for Sophia. She said the Ukrainian flirted with Tony. Throughout her 10 day stay at the house, a British security guard who ran off with a Ukrainian refugee he gave a home to has said sorry to the former partner he ditched for his affair. But Lorna uh, Garnett, 28, said a reconciliation with the father of her two, daughter, uh, two daughters, Tony was not on the cards after he dumped his new lover. She spoke out as she talked things over with Tony, 30 for the first time since he walked out on her to be with sofia kakadin 22 after she fled ukraine and moved in with them these ukrainians are just you know breaking up homes burning homes down killing you know stabbing people that's been happening too that happened in ireland In An exclusive interview with Mail Online. She also accused Sophia of flirting with Tony during the 10 days they all lived together. She said, I do love him. I respect him. He is the father of our beautiful daughters, but there is too much water under the bridge. Now, we will always be friends and the best parents we can be to our girls, but I'll be happy for him if he had a proper new relationship. And I'm sure he'll be happy if that happens for me. Right now, I'm trying to recover from this whole thing and understand how I let this woman into my house. It's understandable. Let's see what she got to say, though. Sad, though,
3: but yeah. yeah no, I'm sorry about this. Anything that's on, she didn't ask for none of this. I'll still respect her and have a, a degree of love for her because she's the woman with my kids. So obviously, if, if she ever needed anything, I'd still help her out no matter what. It you made up with another woman from under your own roof. You know. What do you, how do you feel about that now knowing that you're not going to be with that girl? To, to be honest. with you. When I didn't this
1: i just oh you know after everything I might not the time. what you got to say Oh, let me play that back. I'll play that back. <laughs> Yeah, she was controlling coercive, man But you only met her for You only known her for a couple of days And you just I tell you You left your, the mother of your two children For A thought Luna What have
0: you got to say to Tony, the back of your side For tonight Talking to you I'm glad you've been on Tony? And i will always have That respect for you as well um, We've got the
7: girls together We just need to stay. Happy in in our lives. So obviously, if I move on with someone else, I'm happy for the sake of the girls and myself. Oh, and sir. if you move on, you're happy for the sake of yourself and the girls. I agree. We we'll just need to stay amicable to each
8: other. Of, a lot of So Tony has told me himself that he comes across as a gentleman lad with his tattoos and his good looking lad. How do you how do you view him tonight? there's a bigger person speaking.
1: I hope he could actually. Take that in and understand it's over because that's going to be rough when you see your, you know, your kids playing with um, your baby mother's step, your baby mother's new man. That's going to be tough. <clears throat> I and mean, he did dig himself a hole. He did put himself in that situation. I just hope he can handle it. That's all because usually it goes south.
7: Speaking in so long, got everything that's gone in the media, um, it's been quite hard to speak to one another on a level where you should be speaking as parents. It's the arguing, um, nasty messages, it's not cooperating how we should do well,
8: as parents. Um, but, Your quote on um, the front page is uh, saying that uh, something like you want to take it back in a million years. What? Do you, how do you say that?
7: Why do you say that? I've not said nothing. Um, whatever's been put in the paper is scandalous. Um, yeah, I won't take him back. Too much what has gone under the bridge, but... <laughs> but. What kind of father is he to your two
8: daughters? He's
7: a brilliant dad. Um, he'd never bring any hurt to him. He's always brought joy to life. it has been how a proper dad should be. And I hope that continues. Yeah,
8: I think one of Sophia's complaints was that you always talked about his daughter. Does that surprise
7: you? He loves his daughter. She's just. She's, to she, she's not a mum herself, so she won't realise what it's like to speak about kids, because she's not I hit that point yet. But when you when you do have kids in life, that's all you speak about. They're your main focus, your main priority, and they come for anybody.
8: How do you feel about Sophia,
7: honestly? Honestly, Um don't like the woman. don't like what she's done to break my family up and hurt my children. But I wish her well in life, and I hope she gets the help she needs for mental health. What's your view? <laughs> you,
8: you, you've said, on record said, yeah. that uh, beginning a relationship with her was a mistake.
3: Yeah, I mean, as I said at the first, it was kind of like I was pushed into it, so I felt a duty to care to look after and help her, and she might have seen that as um, too much. Like the way I've described, the way I wanted to help her from a humanitarian point of view, when she was telling me, no one's ever cared for me like this, no one's ever helped me the way like this. Um, but, you know, looking back now, she, she's took me for a ride for the past couple of months, and I've not obviously seen it. Uh, the way the people have seen from obviously outside view. She turned up screaming at your door. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean the police. There's video of, of the police with her. were you scared? It, it's not. I'm not, As I said, I can handle this. It's not that point. It's just as soon as someone starts messing around with nights, that that's no go for me. Um, you know, when she's
0: stabbing laws and threatening, she's going to do this and that. When she's
1: obviously intoxicated as well, it doesn't help. Yeah man but the thing is like the sex Was what blinds I mean some of us Man we make stupid decisions when it comes to Sex comes to the opposite sex And this is what we do we throw away our families And then we gotta pay for it And That's just it Simping never pays man And because she's a young thing and You know a lot of these Ukrainian women Ukrainian refugees yo these people Are running amok They are just taking advantage of people. And this guy, he had a family. He's not exempt. He could have said no. He didn't have to bring her into his home. All he had to do was just, you know, yo, I could direct direct you to a shelter and that's it. But he wanted the cheeks. And like I said, a lot of people are getting, taken advantage of or they're getting manipulated and paying the price of being a simp like this guy right here.
7: Too much drama um, and you can't paint everyone the same paintbrush but realising now I wouldn't because it's first. first time it's brought my family up uh, and hurt the kids so I'd never take that risk or jump on that boat ever again, yeah. again. Tony would you go for your home against
3: you Knowing kid? all the drama, not not just including obviously because you can't tell everyone with the same brush and there's a lot of Ukraine out that can be a people, but knowing we obviously helped them out. There's a lot more people need to realize things like counsel, helping them, not just obviously with food and clothes, um, obviously the mental states. You don't know what's happened previously or they've come over here. And I do do generally think it's a nice idea to help them, would I do it again? Probably not. Yeah.
8: But you have apologized to your um, partner, the mother of your two children. Of course, child. yeah, yeah. Is that a heartfelt apology, or you just well, saying well,
3: well, of course, I'm not, not going to, I'm quite straightforward people you know, but I know for a fact, if I'm wrong, I'm first person to say, hold up wrong angle apologise and, and I've always had respect for Martin. Now we know each other on on you know level we've been together numerous years you know we know each other inside out. So when I was suddenly reading articles I'm thinking did you say that and people constantly saying you need to respond to your character. You know it, it, we, we found out afterwards, you know it's, it's been Mickey Mouse they're just trying to get a reaction out of, the of us.
8: And you both agree that you're gonna be good parents
3: to your daughters and oh, saying, saying, no, doubt, yeah. no doubt no doubt about
8: no. it. And that's simple. <sighs>
1: It's sad how this turned out I really I mean damn man These kids These kids are gonna suffer man (sighs) These kids are gonna really just Cause you need a mother and father in the home You need that You, You can't Single motherhood is not the way to go And I would say, listen. I would say to them, I know it hurts. You want to go have your little boyfriend? Fine. But then come back to your, come back to your baby father. You got a family already. You have a ready-made family. I know it sucks. A lot of women are gonna get mad at me. You're for cheaters. The fact of the matter is, you have a family. You you made a family. Okay. You have two daughters, two daughters, okay? I really think it's just best right now, two kids period, regardless of the gender. Try to work it out with your husband, with, with the, the father of your kids. I'm just thinking about the kids and they deserve to have a mother and father in the home that care about them, that birthed them and actually care about them, that loved them, okay? That's what they need. That is what they need, okay? So let me look at this right here. Let me look at this right here. All right, this is Sophia Kyrdin was arrested by police for trying to kick down the front door of her British lover. <laughs> this is what he. This is what he. This is what he went for, man. Can't trust a big booty and a smile. In this case. Blonde, hold on a minute, in this case, blonde, blue eyes, big booty, and a smile. Let's see how this went, this played out. She went for this. He he went for this chick. He went for this chick, man. She could look good. She could have a banging body, beautiful eyes, but that personality—you gotta look for that personality, man. Drunk and like to stab walls. Beautiful, ba- beautiful face. Beautiful body. But she she she's unstable as hell. Imagine being married to that. Imagine if he married that chick. Oh man, oh man. He would have been begging his his girlfriend back, begging it, and she probably she wouldn't take him. She said, "You're gonna have to suffer," you know. And she lost it after he dumped her. And well, she won in the end. The baby mother won in the end. That's what happened, you know. I can't even read the rest, man. I don't want to hear him talking about where's daddy and stuff. That stuff messed me up, man. Say whatever you want. I don't care, man. I love kids. All right. Let's go on to these other stories. All right. Where we at? Where we at? Oh, Yeah. I never believe this type of story. Never will believe it. So this is about. Now um, I'll let I'll let it play. I will let it play. Here we go. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? All this for white powdery death?
3: Every year since 2018, Kellogg's Curum celebrates World, World Breakfast, Breakfast Day.
5: Day. As part of the celebration this year, the company is ready to set a record of feeding 2,500 persons at the same place at the same time. Across Lagos State, Nigeria's commercial north center, these people gather here to be a part of the history. You know, as a mom, as a wife, we stand for healthy, um, and that's why we are here, influencing to say health comes first, not quantity, quality. And that's what Kellogg's stands out as. So you see the the the, the lyrics when he goes to Kellogg's time is breakfast time. It's incorporating everything,
1: your know, healthy breakfast, bringing families together over the year. Cereal is not breakfast. Cereal is sugar and a whole bunch of other garbage in it. A good breakfast is scrambled eggs, some bacon, hash browns, maybe some oatmeal. The oatmeal's healthy. Oatmeal's healthy. Some cinnamon, um, banana fruit. That's healthy. Not cereal. Kellogg's is not healthy.
7: The Kellogg's World Breakfast Day is one that has not happened this big. And every year is going to get bigger and better. It's, It's an experience alone, dining with family,
1: with friends, with people you've never met, sitting here together at the same time. Dining? This is not dining. This is breakfast food. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? This is how white corporations make Africans and blacks look like fools. You're telling me you're getting together every year to have sugary, unhealthy food. You have your own food. You could have that every year. You could have your own breakfast um, session. Okay? Come together and have your own food and eat and talk about what you need to do, how to be more of a family, how to have more group economics. How to do something that doesn't incorporate um, a white breakfast corporation that doesn't care about you. This is not something to eat for for dinner or lunch. This is like, it's not breakfast. It's not even healthy. What are you doing? If kids in America don't do this, why would you want to do it? you have families that know that cereal is not breakfast and they would not have this type of stuff. This is a waste of time and it damages your system over time. And then you got blacks who get mad and against uh group economics and I'm not pro-black, but I just see the foolishness here. I do. But they don't understand that how these white companies are just making you look like clowns. Eating products that they probably don't wouldn't even eat. They wouldn't and feed their kids. Together. I mean, it's one that has never happened. Nobody has
7: broken this record. And we're pretty excited. But we at Cannot's Nigeria is able to pull this off. The
3: grand advantage of this convergence is just to
1: underscore it. Nigeria always catering to these people europeans that don't care about them you cater to the queen elizabeth who didn't give a damn about you okay raided your country all right decimated some of your people took your diamonds and you cry for her when she passed i don't hate the queen but the queen did a lot of things to black people in africa that she should have um owned up to That's the point. She should have given back those diamonds she took from the African people. Made an apology of how she treated them as well as the people in Jamaica. The
0: nutritional value of the product is
3: also the bond it's created. It's an opportunity for us to remind the happy Nigerian that, look, is the most important meal of the day. How you start your day will you determine how you end it. So starting it on a high nutritional note will go a long way in setting the pace for your... Have-
1: how is this nutritional? How is this nutritional? How is Kellogg's nutritional? I want to know. I, I just, you know, I... This is nonsense, man. I mean they say anything. Okay, they just they'll say anything just they how much they they must have paid them some good money, a good hefty penny to say the nonsense that is that they're coming out of their mouth. All right. Insane, insane. Let's keep going
3: people and encourage people to come together at the table. In fact, I heard one of the comments I was there with the wife telling the husband to say, I can't remember the last time we sat at the table together to hit breakfast. This offered them the opportunity of bringing that that family reunion and coming together as a family is a good opportunity for bonding. It's equally good to ensure that you fortify the entire family with good nutrition effortlessly, it's very convenient to prepare for, for, uh, for both
7: kids and adults. It's nutritious, it's yummy, um, it's affordable. Um, even when you're rushing, you know, it's easy to prepare and take. And like
1: our nutritionists have said today, the reality is this most things that are yummy is not good for you. Just being honest, most things that are yummy is not good for you. That's reality. When it comes to cereal, yummy, it's really sometimes not good for you. These people lying out their mouth when it comes to this stuff.
7: Didn't
1: you guys say you didn't want foreign models? In your country Why don't you just go all the way When it comes to Kellogg's And other European or foreign products That don't come from Africa You guys look so clownish right now All that got sugar All of it Bet you they bet these Europeans are just laughing their butt off. Just laughing when it comes to this nonsense. Unbelievable, man. Unfreaking believable Unreal. I'm this right now. Here's how much sugar is in most popular breakfast cereals. Some of the most popular cereals for adults and children have a worrying high sugar content. Kellogg's Cocoa Pops, Crunchy Nut, and Frosties all have 11 grams of sugar per 30 gram portion, which is over two teaspoons. We compared some of the most well-known brands by weighing the amount of sugar in a whole box and in a 30 gram portion, and the results were scary. The NHS advises adults not to exceed more than 30 grams of added sugar a day. Children should not have more than 19 grams. Dr. Alison Tedstone, Chief Nutritionist for Public Health England, said, there is a role for us all in helping people eat better diets. We are working with the food industry to reduce the sugar in popular products. and We have already seen some great progress. Change doesn't happen overnight. We will continue to monitor and to encourage the industry to take action. Nestle and Kellogg's told Business Insider they have committed to reducing sugar in its cereals. Kellogg said they will have removed 2,000 tones of sugar, tones of sugar, by the end of 2018. I doubt they will do that. I doubt they've even done that now. Okay? And this is just... It's ridiculous, man. Cocoa plus from Africa. Um... Do Cocoa Puffs come from Africa? I don't know, but I do know that that cereal is not healthy at all. I know it. I know it. Okay? That's what I know. And they're coming out with these. This nonsense is ridiculous. Alright, this is the last story I'm gonna do. I have a whole bunch of other stories I'll do probably uh, Sunday if I have the time. Now here we go with this one right here. Uh... Yeah, here we are. Woman caught <clears throat> woman caught making adult content for OnlyFans stabs man several times, police say. I'm a little lower. Okay, here we go. San Antonio, a woman is in custody for stab after stabbing a man several times after he found her making adult content for OnlyFans police said the incident happened just before 2 a.m. Wednesday at the 5002 West Over Hills Apartments off Wiseman Boulevard near Loop 1604 on the west side of San Antonio. Police said the man came home to find his significant other creating adult content for an OnlyFans account. Police said the two started arguing and at some point she grabbed a knife and started making slashing motions towards the man, cutting him on the chest and forearm. She then stabbed the man in the ribs. Officers said the man then left the apartment and called the police. He was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. At the time of the incident, there was a six-year-old child at the home. Police said the child's grandparents picked up the child. Woman identified as Destiny Nicole Jimenez, 22, was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Okay. Some reports say that their husband and wife um, you know and um, the thing is a lot of women right now are doing OnlyFans behind their husband's back some are just doing it you know they don't care and a lot of you women don't understand that there's a price to pay doing this type of stuff okay if you want to do OnlyFans, that's your choice, but understand that um, there's consequences to that. And if you want to hide it from your significant other, then they find out they have a right to be upset. Okay, they have a right to be upset and they have a right to leave you. And another thing is that there's a six a six-year-old child had to see that. Okay, a six-year-old child. Mommy being a 304. All right. Mommy doing that. When that kid gets older, that child's going to get in so much trouble at school because mommy decided to be a 304. And mommy gets mad when she don't get her way. All right. Oh, you're victim-blaming. She's not a victim. If she hadn't been doing OnlyFans, this would have never happened. Okay? That's just the facts here. And a lot of people don't want to see the facts. A lot of feminist women don't want to see the facts. Okay? You want to do OnlyFans? Then be okay with your family leaving you. Your husband wants to leave you. Be okay with the fact that you're breaking up your home because you want to be a 304. You want everybody to know what you look like naked, and then at the same time, you want people to respect you. It doesn't work that way. All right? It doesn't. I don't care what the fake women's empowerment has told you. Feminism is just a bunch of angry men, angry men with vaginas. That's what feminism is. Okay? and they grow old and they die alone or they end up divorced. Okay, this sexual empowerment is fake. It's not empowering. It's enslaving. It makes yourself a victim for creeps and weirdos and incels. The very men that help pay your bills. This is what you're doing. You're enticing incels. All right. Sad to say, there are people that are trying to legalize this. Decrim New York. They're trying to legalize sex work. Sad to say, feminists would support her stabbing spree. Yeah, they would because they feel that they they could do whatever they right. It's really the fight to be a three o four. That's what it is. It's a fight to be a three o four. It's a fight to be the wicked witch of the west, but still be looked upon as the the damsel in distress, the princess. You're not gonna be Snow White if you're acting like the Wicked Witch of the West. Doesn't you can't be both. You gotta pick one or the other. Well, that's all that I got for today. Um, for tonight. Um, anything you wanna know about this channel is in the description box. Uh, shout out to Georgia for getting me the stories. And um, that's about it. Stay tuned for more. All right. Later. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Later.